0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good
1: evening, everyone, and welcome to the Mental Health and Wellness Committee event for... Um, it, this is actually... <laughs> National Mental Health Awareness Month. And we are planning several activities that we think will be of interest to you. Uh, there will be an f- emphasis on education, but also an emphasis on communication so that we can talk to one another in a way that is respectful. And also, we're going to focus on some things that will help our families and our friends, especially for those who are experiencing. Um, a mental health challenge. This is actually the second month that we have recognized Mental Health Awareness Month because now we have an official committee and that is the result of a work group that worked diligently last year to make sure that the fact that ACB was wanting to do this, it got kind of busy in the sauce as it sometimes happens, but we're here tonight. So thanks again for coming out we're going to be talking about spreading acceptance. And how do you do that? What is acceptance? What are the things that must be there in order for it to be effective? So thank you very much. Um, there are just several community, committee members who are here, and I would just appreciate it if you just interest, introduce
2: yourself by name and state.
3: Hi, this is Cassie Trasper from Oregon.
4: Hi, Cassie. Hi, it's Wanda Lolafores from New Jersey. New Jersey. Hello,
2: Wanda. Yes. My name is Rita Pulsoni from Sleepy Hollow,
1: New York. Okay, thank you, darling. But right now, we're just introducing the committee members. But thank you for letting us know you're here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Not at all. Okay. Okay. I think we had one other person, but I know sometimes there are
5: challenges muting and unmute. Hi, it's Margie Donovan from California. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Pam, for your patience
1: <laughs> with myself.
5: <laughs> is there anybody else here?
1: Okay. Thank you very much for our other <laughs> attendees as well. I think is oh. someone trying to get, say something?
0: Uh, yeah, you said there was, if there was anyone else here, this is Don Bill Puck and from Ohio.
1: Okay, glad you're here.
0: Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you.
1: Well, then let's get started on our track. I am having a bit of technology difficulty. So what I'm going to do is kind of do this a little bit with my notes and we'll see where we're going. Um, this year, The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration uh, prepared some items that we can use to have the discussion. And so uh, that's where we're going to start. Okay, so let me ask you just a simple question. When we say that we want to spread acceptance, what does acceptance mean to you
2: particularly relevant to mental health and wellness? Pam, do you want people to raise their hands or do you want them just um, to speak out? Um, Whatever's easiest for you.
1: But maybe let's have them raise their hands because in that way we'll kind of know exactly. Okay, and is. we are being streamed,
6: okay. so that makes it very organized. So. Okay. Right, Starry,
2: go ahead. To me, acceptance
7: means that people will just treat you like they would treat anybody else and they don't think you're weird.
1: They don't think you're weird and they would treat you like they treat anybody else. Thank you for that. Anybody else on this topic of acceptance? What does it really mean? Kathy?
3: I think for me, acceptance with mental health means that you understand that we're all in a different place. Um, not all of us think the same. Um, so we accept each other for who they are and what they bring into our life and maybe what we can bring into theirs.
1: Interesting. So what we can bring into their lives and what they can bring into ours. Thank you very much for that, Cassie. Anybody else? What, when you hear that word acceptance, and don't worry, we're not kind of judging right or wrong. We're just talking. So when you hear the word, what does it mean for you? Don't.
0: I agree with all of your guys' definitions, but I also kind of have a little kind of twist on my own. So for me, it's accepting that, okay, you have poor mental health. Yes, you may have, because while I haven't been diagnosed with anything, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if I was. Yes, you have bad mental health. Yes, you could possibly have a one or several mental health conditions. And yes, you have Mm. dealt with this. And, but it's also being able to talk about it with somebody and whether it's at work or family or friends and them not either run away screaming or them <laughs> just being, just being there or you not getting retaliated against or facing any type of reprisal from anybody for talking about your feelings and saying, you know what, I'm having a really bad week I just had a breakdown and I'm trying to recover from that can you can we cancel this meeting and not having to wonder what do I say to people instead of that
1: Mm. okay anybody (laughs) else want to share on acceptance
8: yes you have a couple hands Mary oh
9: I, I kind of follow up with what the lady just said is acceptance could be something as simple as I have friends that will call and say, oh, I need to cancel because I'm having a migraine day. Well, mm-hmm. maybe I need to call and say, can can we cancel that or move it? Because I'm just having one of those down in the dumps day today. and mm-hmm. And have that be just as okay as canceling for any other physical reason. Mm-hmm.
1: That's interesting. Interesting where... It should be just as if you said um, something like, you know, two people and one has a reason. One's reason might be more acceptable than somebody else's reason, but nevertheless, it is an acceptable reason. Thank you for that. And they're both
9: physical and one's considered normal and one maybe isn't just yet. Interesting. Thank you.
6: Oh, Pam, you got lots of hands. Anthony. (laughs)
4: So I agree with um, pretty much everything that's Hi, been
2: said. Hi, Anthony. Hello, oh, okay. hello, hello.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I definitely agree with with pretty much everything that's been said. Um, But I think also acceptance also means accepting some of our own. We may not understand the way a person's emotions or brain works. We may not understand what they're telling us they're going through. And, you know, Part of accepting them is accepting that we don't understand it, or we might even have a bias about it, consciously Mm. or subconsciously.
1: Yeah, it's funny because you can have a bias and not really know you have one. You know what I'm saying? It can be that subtle. And someone points it
4: out to you. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot. Absolutely. All right, Rita. Yes.
10: Um, I think acceptance means having a difficulty and having to live with it and being able to um accept or the word um or a- are-, are able to uh deal with it and live with
2: it mhm mhm thank you for that. thank you for that mhm, Rachel.
11: Uh, hello. Um, hello. I, it's nice to meet you, Pam. I'm Rachel. You too. Um, nice to meet you. From, yeah. Um, well, I think for me, acceptance means like you accept yourself as you are. And then that way you're gentle with yourself as you are. So mm-hmm. you don't have to be like hard on yourself all the time. Even if you've had like the worst week that you ever can possibly imagine, I've been there Mm -hmm. and I've had I've had the week from you know where. And I can't say why, because you've got to be respectful on these calls. But yeah. So that's my take on it. Thank you. Anybody else?
6: Well, you do have one more hand, but she's already spoken. Is that okay?
1: Um, yeah, that's that's okay for now.
7: Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I feel a little intimidated, so I feel like I have to expound on what I said earlier. And it's pretty much what everybody else said. You know, when I said um, people would treat you like they treat anyone else and not think you're weird, it's pretty much the same. Like, you can say oh, I'm having, you know, one of those kind of days or I've just had a breakdown and I'm recovering, you know, people wouldn't think that was weird. So I just felt like I needed to expound a little. I was feeling a little insecure. Sorry. I'm glad. Thank you. Okay. And you you do have um, another hand.
1: um, Oh, go ahead. Becky,
2: go ahead. Becky. Maybe she's having a little trouble
8: unmuting. You gotta get the got it, <laughs> <laughs> Becky. Are you there?
12: Yes, I'm talking. <laughs> gotcha. There
1: she is. There she is.
12: Okay, so um, what I was starting to say is, um, you are you, I am me, and we can do together things, and still be different, but yet together in what we do, um, and acceptance is basically not pointing a finger at one another and doing things together to make a common goal. Hmm. Did you repeat
1: that? <laughs> it's not, we recorded it. Okay, so you don't have to worry about that. You know, this this topic is very, very interesting because as I listened to you, I heard some things that I just want to highlight here, first of all, there were different types of acceptance, in other words um, there 's the acceptance that 's of myself, then there 's the acceptance by uh, you know people around me, friends and family, and then I heard about even acceptance of even how you 're treated in an organization <coughs> excuse me, and all of those all of those matter, and all of those things need to to come out when we think about acceptance. Um, because has anybody here had a moment in time where they did not feel that someone was accepting of them, where they felt maybe they were being pushed or something like that? Anybody have a thought on um, how it felt when you were not accepted? What what made you feel not accepted? And then how did you feel about the whole thing? Anybody go ahead, please.
9: Lynn?
6: Well, I'm sorry. I'm a little late, Pam, so I do apologize about this. But, uh, but welcome nonetheless. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that when you're not accepted, you are being judged, and you're not being listened to in an attentive, mm-hmm. respectful way. You know, that's the act of mm-hmm. listening. So I think that when you are listened to and accepted, people understand where you're at. Like I'm dealing with stuff with my dad right now, which is making me very upset. Mm-hmm. So I think that... Um, when you're dealing with difficulties uh, with family or anybody or anybody. And it's, you just have to say, this is where I am right now. This is not who I'm going to be forever, but please accept me for where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Please uh, accept that who I am and that I'm being authentic and real with you. And just listen, I don't need you to give me advice. I don't need you to judge me. Just accept me for where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Think about that. I like it.
1: I like it. I like it. That's a good one, too. Well, everybody has done one that I think is very, very well, and it points out, I think, that there's a lot to accept Pam, you have one, you more
0: say- one more hand. One more hand, there. Oh, All okay.
1: Right. You can say you've been accepted, and really, you've not been by an organization. Go ahead with the next one, please. Thanks, Sheila.
0: I have quite a few stories because I've had a lot of trauma from bullies, um, severe bullying in school. And then also a lot of stuff that's happened over the last few years. Um, my broma getting taken away, me finding my mom after she had five strokes and so needless Mm. to say, and Mm -hmm. I was, and there was one particular story. I was talking to a family member about how I was feeling. And I don't know if this is really, acceptance or understanding. But one time she, I told her that I'd been feeling depressed and she immediately jumped to, Oh God, this is the worst case scenario. If you know what I'm talking about. And then, you know, and then I was talking to that same family member and I was talking to them about going to trauma informed care support group, um, that a center for independent living that I'm a part of had started. And she basically asked me, Do you have trauma? And I'm like, uh, it took everything I had to not say. Um, have you not been listening to what I've been telling you for the last few months over a year? Mm -hmm. And instead I said, well, I like, well, I would think that finding mom after she had five strokes was dramatic enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes she can, like, sometimes they get it and sometimes they don't. But I've also had the sense where family members, like, mom dropped something, a couple, mom dropped something a couple months ago. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: I'd been kind of telling her, mom, Mom, this is where I'm at. I'm really, I really need to talk to somebody. This is what's going on with me. And she dropped something one day when she was cleaning and I went out to check on her Mm -hmm. because it scared me. And it wasn't until like, and it was a couple weeks after I'd had that conversation with her Mm
11: -hmm.
0: and I got out of the call I was in. And it wasn't until then that she was just like, we'll see about finding you somebody that you can talk to about this. And that was just like, oh,
4: my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: I, don't, I don't know if that that's
0: family. the same as acceptance, but you know what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> well, again, like we were saying, acceptance is... is... Not just one thing, it, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 a com- it's it's a combination of things that we experience and feel. Because let me ask you the next question: Is do you see how, do you see a difference between acceptance and support, or or do they come together, or are they very distant? So t- talk a little bit about when you think about the whole p- process of support. Because I'll just tell you, one of my theories is that. Um, I don't understand acceptance without support, but go ahead and share your views. Now we move to the word
6: of support. And do you want the next raise hand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're All doing fine, Sheila. So
1: just keep up the same strategy. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Um, area code
6: 470. Ending in 186. I think it's 186. 1, 8, uh, we're not sure who you are, so please tell us.
13: I'm Les from Georgia. Hi,
6: Les. Hello, good evening.
13: Good evening. It's been uh, a very interesting telephone call. Uh, I've been blind for 23 years, sight impaired all my life. And I got to the point after I went blind, it took me two years. I This may be harsh, but I don't care if you accept me or not. You know, I'm me. And if I can do something for you, good. If you don't like me because I'm blind, okay, fine. Don't ask me to do something for you. Because mm-hmm. I've had people like that where they... They, they're they not sure how they should handle you or be around you until they want something done. Like, gee, can you help me move a piece of furniture. I, yeah, I can, but I don't want to. Because now all of a sudden, I'm good enough to be your friend because you need my help. But mm. prior to that, you just, well, he's blind. You know, he's incapable of of doing things. Okay. But I feel that if people want to accept you, it's okay. If they don't want to accept you, that's okay too. But I've tried, and even before I went blind,
11: mm-hmm.
13: I treated people the way I wanted to be treated. I treated you with TLC. If you were nasty to me, I kind of, hey, look, why are you being rude to me? I don't do that to you. And people go, oh, well, I had a bad day. I said, so did I, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it depends on, on the people you're dealing with. For a good example, I had a friend that my daughter and her daughter grew up and we did everything together for 18 years until uh-huh. I graduated high school. And I went blind. And I called her up a, a couple of days later told I was totally blind. Oh, I got something to do today. I said, I thought we were gonna go to Walmart. But no, no, I I I have something to do. Mm-hmm. She just totally ignored me. She either she couldn't accept it or she felt uncomfortable with it. And that's the way most sighted people feel. They feel uncomfortable with you because what can a blind person do? Mm -hmm. They can't see nothing. Well, we see more than a sighted person does. Because we learn to do things the same way the sighted people did, but we do them in a different way. And that makes us unproud, Uh, you know. My blindness is not my handicap. My blindness uh, is an inconvenience, but mm-hmm. I still do. I wash my wife's car. I vacuum. I dust. So, I may do it a little different. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm rattling up. No, no, not, not,
1: not, not at all. So it, it seems interesting because being blind, people, and then we also those of us who are there and here. And those of us who also support people who have blindness, you know, coupled with, if you will, a mental health condition, we have like a a double acceptance. There's the acceptance of blindness that you were talking about and no vision too. And then there is the acceptance around the mental health condition. Now, let's say from your perspective, we put then I'm talking to everybody now. We put those two things together. What would acceptance look like when we're talking about a blind person and a person with living with a mental health condition? What would it look like?
13: I could tell you right now because I okay, have Okay, would a you do me a
1: favor? I'm just going to give somebody a, ch- a chance for the moment. Hey, I'm sorry. I think we've got some people on who haven't spoken, but then we'll come back.
13: Okay.
5: Thanks a lot. Mar- Margie. Hi, Margie. Hey there. Um... I'm sorry, I got a, I got a little distracted there. Is it acceptance and support? Are we still there?
2: Well, we're, we're
1: talking, yeah. Th- actually, they're both together. So just go ahead right. with your okay.
5: So <clears throat> acceptance means I accept the whole person, regardless of what they can or cannot do, what they're um, disabilities or abilities are. I'm not compartmentalizing the person. I'm not seeing their blindness. I'm not seeing their mental health. I accept them where they are. Now, in reference to support, I'm willing to support. I don't assume that I'm needed for support. Um, You know, if somebody asks me for support or says, I need your support, then I understand that. But when I just assume support that means somebody's broken to me, and I'm. If I'm asked for it, I will absolutely be there and provide it. Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Margie. Okay. All right,
12: Becky. Um, I, I, Pam, I'm sorry, I forgot what the last next question was, but, um, for the support and acceptance, they are different. Um, mm-hmm. Acceptance means that you, um, you you're okay with them um, and it, it doesn't mean that you're, you you it, it means you don't judge them um, and support there's different levels of support you know I can support hmm. you and, you know I I can encourage you but I, I may not agree with you but I can somewhat support you um, because that's where you're at right now um, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean I totally agree with where you're at. Um, and so that's where support has different levels.
5: Mm-hmm, um, uh-huh.
12: But that to me is they are different. They don't really go hand in hand because mm-hmm. accept you but not support you. Um, mm-hmm. because I may not agree with what you're, you're saying or what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. I accept what you're saying, but I don't agree with what you're saying. So, therefore, I may or may not be able to support
4: you.
1: Gotcha. Now, that's interesting.
12: Really very, very
1: interesting about how support and, and you know, acceptance show up. You know, that they can show up differently. Okay. Thank you, Becky. And thank you for being here. You're welcome. Okay. Rita.
10: Yes. Um, I think that... Um, acceptance is, is getting people to know you and also to help you in any way. And also I have a, a little bit of a problem with accepting myself, um, mm-hmm. in terms of if something happens to me, uh, what happens is I become like, I, like uh, example, I, uh, hurt my knee a few months ago, and I don't, I walk, but I don't walk the same way I used to, and I have to accept that for what it is, and I'm having trouble accepting that right now.
1: Mm. Okay, so sometimes acceptance can be easy, and sometimes it also can be a little bit complicated, depending upon what's going on. Okay.
2: Yeah. Sorry.
7: So I see acceptance and support as they can be mutually exclusive um, because in my experience, acceptance can look at um, many different ways. But two ways is you can get a person in context of blindness that has spent a lot of time around you so much that they just talk to you and they forget that you Have a hard time seeing. So they'll end up Mm. doing things as if you could see because they've forgotten that you don't see that well. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, like almost they
1: go from one extreme to the other.
7: other. Yes. Or in the other case, uh, acceptance is, oh, yes, I understand you are blind, but it just doesn't click in my head yet. And so I'll Mm -hmm. still be pointing and saying over there, even though I'll realize, oh, wait you can't see that. And I understand it. So let me change up the way I'm talking. So acceptance can look many different ways. And that's why I think it's mutually exclusive from support because you can get people who like previously said, if they, they will support you, but they'll do it in a way where you can tell that they think that they feel that you're broken in some way, or you can get support where they do understand what you need, and they'll give you what you ask for. In many Mm -hmm. cases, I have had people who tried to support me, and I will ask for something specific, but they'll give me everything but what I asked for. And yes, they're being helpful, but not in the way that I needed them to be helpful. They'll do things that I could do on my own, but they'll do it for me instead. And, you know, I'll have to say, This is what i asked for i can do this thing that you helped me with and thank you i appreciate it but i really need help with this thing that i'm asking for so i think they're 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 different and uh for self-acceptance and not not no for um not being accepted a moment where i was not accepted also in relation to blindness i lost most of my sight when uh, somewhere around my 17th birthday and one of the strongest memories I have is my mother telling me that she called up my biological father and told him that I had lost most of my sight. And his response was, well, she wasn't doing anything with it anyway. And mm-hmm. so that was a really strong memory of not being accepted in this, this really huge life changing thing that just happened to me. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for sharing that with us. A very personal moment. Thank you.
7: Anybody okay, else Pam, no,
6: you're, you're at the point
1: that you don't have any hands. <laughs> okay, so let's stop and take a deep breath and switch here a little bit to talk about the impact that it has relative to um, living with a mental health condition. Now, number one, we are not asking or requiring anyone to Um, share their personal businesses, nothing like that, but we're all here learning together. So, and what makes us unique, I think that we are blind, obviously, and though that we are sensitive to needs of others in a rather unique way. But when you come back and you really get into this thing, there are some things that come up about just trying to make it day to day with your particular challenge. Now, it it seems to me, and this is my perspective, that people can be, I think, and I've seen this more than once, they can be more comfortable with a person who's blind than they would be to someone who's blind and also dealing with um, mental health challenges. Because, as you know, there is a lot of stigma attached to any mental health condition. And we started by some of you saying, you know, acceptance means I get a chance to be who I am and to share it with people and it's okay. Your reactions to the statements I just made, thank you.
2: And what we're looking at is mental health conditions with, along with being blind. No hands. Yes, you do, Cassie.
3: Hello. So, you know, I think it's easier for some people to see us as a blind or low vision individual and go, "Oh, yeah, they have to have something else going on because there's no way that they can not have some of their vision and still be happy." Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> fascinating. I, I had somebody tell me that. How are you happy? because I've dealt with it, I live most of my life with vision, and sometimes there's certain situations that i'm kind of glad that my vision isn't that great uh-huh, um,
11: uh-huh.
3: but there's i I feel like they automatically assume that there has to be some sort of of another issue um mm. and when there's not it's almost like it throws up more red flags and you get questioned a lot more um and i and I've heard that from a bunch of different people which within the blind community. Um that it was would be easier to accept us with a mental illness with uh, in having sight rather than accept us having a mental illness and not have sight mm-hmm. because they attribute the blindness to the reason why we have mental illness mm-hmm. um not knowing that mental illness is a problem on its own and that the blindness doesn't attribute to some mental illness um i do I went through some stuff um when I did first lose my vision um mm-hmm. trying to get my grip on myself to realize, okay, this is happening. Um, now let's let's deal with that. And I feel like I've done pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I think it just kind of depends on the situation and the person. I'm um, mm-hmm. kind of looking at that acceptance. You know, they can accept this right. as a sighted person with a mental illness easier than a low vision or, or blind um, mm-hmm. individual with a mental illness. Um, so there is a, a big stigma related to that.
1: And you know what, And it, it can show up in some very strange ways in some strange places. I don't know if any of you have ever had this experience of going to, um, the well, don't do it as much as we used to, but going to the emergency room, oh. okay, and before, I, di- I didn't come there for that, okay, but there was this automatic presumption, okay, I know that they do ask people in most uh, emergency room protocols. Are you having any other experience? But you know what? Even though I said no, I said, I'm fine. I said, but I was just concerned and figured I'd come over here and make sure it was okay. Next thing they knew, I knew, here came this uh, resident from psychiatry who they had requested come and talk to me. But there wasn't anything... I I wasn't and I wasn't doing anything that I called strange. Well, you know, other than my normal strange. But <laughs> here they're sending people to talk to me about as if there was a presumption, a presumption. Anybody else? Go ahead, so I can get off my my. Yes, <laughs> um, you have um,
8: Debbie. Hi, hi, <laughs> just now got on. So sorry. <laughs> <Debbie>. welcome welcome <laughs> yeah, i think they are they are two different issues they're two different categories and uh and i think that's right people do have trouble they they seem to think that uh um, that because we're blind we we should have a mental health issue or we should be sad or depressed <laughs> um and and when and when we uh, are clear about no, that's not what I'm here for. Uh, that mm-hmm. takes them a lot of process. That. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but I think we as individuals, and it, as we're talking about it here, I think it's it is important for us to to understand that within ourselves that it is two separate issues. If I'm struggling with with depression uh, and I'm blind, the depression, you know, likely has nothing to do with being blind. It's it's they're mm-hmm. two separate issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's important for us to understand and then be able to communicate that with with others.
11: So.
1: Thank you. Because I know even when I was in practice, it, w- it was the common thing to say, you know, especially because they feel like if you're in, in a psychotherapy practice, anybody who's blind, low vision, has to wear glasses, should be referred to you. Okay. Because yeah, there is yeah. this real presumption that one begets the other, if you will, but thank you for sharing that, Debbie. Good evening to you.
7: All right, sorry. Okay. Uh, I don't mind sharing personal things. I'm pretty open. So I'll say um, when I was really young, like around 19, I do remember, now I've grown out of this, but I do remember going to a rehab center and seeing many people having to take medications and this is when I didn't understand you could have medications per site you could have medications for different things but I remember thinking why do all of these blind people look like they're taking psycho uh, not psycho but um um what am I trying to say uh psychiatric, yeah. psychiatric that's what I'm trying to say psychiatric medications. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I was thinking back when I was 19. But I have since very, very, very much grown out of that. And I don't think like that anymore. But these days, when it comes to the connection of depression or some type of mental health in relation to blindness, I don't feel like many people um, that I have come in contact with of late are depressed because they're blind. Uh, Personally, I am I get down because of the the, um, barriers that exist due to not being accepted, like um, physical barriers because there's no color contrast and I can't function very well in this physical space because of that. And that gets me down, not because I'm blind, but because of the environment that is created because of the non-acceptance. If yeah. that makes any sense. there so many differences. Sure. Yes. Okay. All
4: right. Um. um
2: you, you ready?
1: Yeah. And Sheila, please stop so that you know we have time to do our ending. Okay. Uh, you,
6: know, you have you have <laughs> you have
4: twenty minutes, honey. So you're, okay, you're good, good. good to go. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dawn.
0: I've got a couple things. Um, first of all, you know, yeah, I I I remember a time when I. Got really, really depressed when I was 16. I kind of had my own midlife crisis in a sense because I'd get my license like most 16 year olds could. And, you and know, I what used we're to getting say some in a dog. It,
4: yeah, it, it's like,
0: oh, here, here, I'm sorry. So, <clears throat> um, um, so I had that, and then sometimes I think depression and sight loss can be there because. You know, who knows if somebody has just experienced it or if they've just lost a little bit more of their sight or if they've just lost it completely, then, yeah, that could be related. But I have also had people that have like I've had people when I was a kid because they wanted to cover up all the stuff they were doing to me in school. They have said, oh, she has ADD, ADHD and anxiety, and Mm -hmm. we need to put her on all kinds of medications for all three of them. And to the point where when I was 14, my one specialist basically tried to get me to say for two and a half, almost three hours that I needed to be medicated because she knew if I said it, it would be harder for my mom to fight it. So I have a hard time trusting anybody in that type of profession because of that now. And that doesn't help. So I think that kind of has a correlation to kind of what we're talking about right now is that's I I mean I I've had the I've had the opposite end of the spectrum it's like people they know they're doing something to they're doing they're they're bullying me it's causing me to have issues and Uh instead of dealing with it they just want to shove pills down my throat and just say oh she's medicated she's good and it's her it's her own fault so Uh,
1: yeah well thank (laughs) you for sharing thank you I'm going to swing us around a little bit to um, the focus of this evening, which we have been covering very, very well, and show how that relates to the topic for the year, which is mental health is health. Small, small actions equate, equal, small actions equal big impact. So as we think about it as we've been focusing even this evening it's kind of a focus on as we share we are ultimately spreading acceptance and support for the people we love and who love us and when they are experiencing mental health um, challenges so when it comes to mental health what we know as i said a few moments ago little things small things equate to big results. Now, without telling you any more, what does that mean to you? I am going to tell you some more, but when yeah. you think about that,
2: Nelly. mental
1: health is health. Oh, okay, go, go ahead,
2: Nellie. Nellie. Well,
11: um, I um, am somebody that um, um, has experienced um, chronic depression. And um, so... I have learned that certain things help me to live with it um, in a a really uh, constructive and positive way. And one of those things is um, exercise and taking care, taking good care of my body. And Mm -hmm. if I um, exercise, um, you know, two to three times a week, where I'm doing some, you know, pretty good um, you know, strength training or cardio, okay. it really helps the depression to lift. So mm-hmm. I I feel that for me, that is something that um is necessary and important and and I enjoy it very much. And mm. I love the way I feel when I do it. Mm-hmm. So for you,
1: the exercise could be considered not so much as a small thing, but it is that that's one of the things that you can do to get, make a big impact on how you're dealing. Okay.
10: Anybody else want to give us a moment? Oh,
6: Pam, we're losing
1: you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm fooling around. Sorry about that. (laughs)
10: You can't do that.
1: (laughs) Mental health is health. Okay. And how small actions can give you big results. Anybody on that, that they've had something? Or now remember, we're also talking from the perspective of yes, being the person with the mental health challenge, but also how do we spread it around, you know, with our families, our friends, the organizations that we're in, The little actions that you may take that may make a big impact in someone else's life. Go ahead, please.
2: Okay, Kathy.
3: Hello again. So I think one of the biggest things I do is I really enjoy talking to people, Um, Mm. whether that's in my daily personal life, within my chapter meetings, um, within our virtual ACB meetings um, that's Mm. not um, on my local in-person level. um, You never know what the impact can be of you just saying hi to somebody, asking how Mm -hmm. their day is. Um, I've been in positions where it's just one of those grumpy days, you don't want to talk to nobody, you don't want to go to that meeting that's later on, and you get on the call and, hey, how's your day been, you know? I think the little things that we don't think about make the bigger impact. Um mm. I and, and I've just always thought about that. I've been that way. I've always been this this bouncy kind of person, <laughs> always, <laughs> even when I had sight. Um, Pam, Pam thought I was my daughter the first time she called me answered the phone, and she's like, "Is your mom home?" Um, uh, so, I think we forget the little things. You know, we don't always have to go above and beyond. Just saying hi, saying hi to your mailman. You know, they have a hard job. Um, so, I do think it's those smaller little things that we can do that they snowball and make a really big impact.
4: Mm-hmm. Good, good right. point. Thank you. Wanda. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me, guys? Yes, ma'am. I can hear you. <laughs> okay, good. So, I kind of want to piggyback on what Cassie said. So, reaching out to individuals in your life um, can make a huge impact. And it's a small thing like a phone call. And I'll be really quick. But this happened yesterday. So my mother reached out to me yesterday morning, um, indicating that she was not feeling well. And she had been in the hospital a couple of days before. And so I, I get a friend. We grab her some lunch and things. We go over and we talk. And we were there, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour. We talked mm-hmm. to her. And my friend had to go, you know, because she did a favor mm-hmm. for me and my, I could tell my mom was lifted. I could tell that she was feeling better and she sounded better. So later mm-hmm. on that day, yesterday, I call her back and I say, mom, how are you doing? Oh, you know, thank you so much. And then she and I went on to have a conversation, not about her troubles or my troubles, but she wanted to talk about a television show that we both had seen. And we laughed and talked about that for another 45 minutes. And at the end of the conversation, she said to me, Oh my God, I feel so much better. Thank you so much for talking to me. And I'm like, Mom, of course I'll talk to you. So I think, you know, like Cassie said, just reaching out to someone and taking that time. It lifted me, it lifted my mom. It was a great experience. So I think that had a big impact on her yesterday. So thank you guys.
8: Thank you. For sharing this. Anybody yeah. else? Debbie. <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, those are great points. And then in addition to that, I don't you. and you guys are touching on being um the affirmation piece. Um, because I think that's really goes a long way. Uh to to thank people, uh, to tell them they did a good job. Uh you appreciate what they're doing. And again, that can be that can just take a few seconds, but it can, it can resonate in their hearts for the rest of the day. And um, I think, I think the other right. piece you know, for us, uh, for us in is, is, is the, the whole gratitude uh, piece. I'm doing a, I'm doing a 1000 gifts journal, you know, where you, where you just write down and, and think about things that you're grateful for. And after three or four or 10 or 12 of those, you know, first thing, you know, it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm feeling better here. <laughs> so, I think mm-hmm. that's a that's an important mm-hmm. kind of a self-care uh, little little thing that we can do for ourselves. Being grateful.
7: Yeah. That's important. Gratitude. All right, sorry. Well, speak on the spreading it around peace first. And I really agree with the reaching out because um I recently was speaking with a friend and I told her. I really love getting to hear the sound of your voice because you never call so I've never gotten to hear your voice so when you share your videos that you stream I really love getting to hear your voice and I think that's a that's a small thing that could really go a long way because today you know, I had like this money that I didn't know what to do with and I'm like okay well my budget's all bloated uh, everything's all paid off what do I do with this money so I sent it to her because I'm on her family plan and she responds with oh my gosh this money was this because I sent you videos and you got to hear me singing you know because I told her that I love hearing the sound of her voice so that was (laughs) that was a sign that it resonated with her and uh, other thing I wanted to say just one more thing real quick for you know uh, mental health is health I think small things like when it gets difficult to do the little things like brush your hair or brush your teeth. Uh, it helps to think for me that if I brush my teeth, that means that I am taking care of my physical body and it it stays off my physical body breaking down. Uh, so that helped me. And that's why I speak on mental health is health. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Okay, I want to
7: Mary. go ahead, Mary
4: you've got one more hand um, and it's um, you're at 820 so okay okay
1: we'll do that and then i have three little points all right okay. Mary I go have, ahead.
9: hopefully i have a quick question or request from everybody um we talk about how do we share with other people these tips for Re- reengaging and feeling better because we've reached out or somebody's reached out to us for connection. But for those people, whether their mental illness is related to their vision loss, which happens when it's the, f- the first time, or something new for someone who had vision and now they don't, or they've lost a significant amount and they become isolated, you know, what what are the ways to find those people? Because I work with a support group that caters to seniors who are new to vision loss. And that's the biggest thing is on the phone calls that we have is I can get them to start talking about this. And then they realize, oh, well, there's 15 or 20 other people on the phone call and they're like me and it's just like eye-opening. But what I'm worried Mm -hmm. about are the people who aren't on the phone call, that we can help that impact. Um, I don't know how to find those people, necessarily. And um, we're going to be doing, as you
1: listen to our events this week, you're going to see not only ways you can do that on your own, but that there are resources out there to help you do that okay because no matter what we argue when this is not an easy step to take with the family members okay and so sometimes or people we know or people we care about but there are ways to do it and one of them that you just basically mentioned is caring okay for You know, caring about them. Uh, People often don't realize, and they're going to be talking about um, self care this week. A lot of your self care can also, you know, we think about, okay, self care is I take a bath once a week, you know, which I hope it's more. But we can also think about the fact that when people um, are feeling something, how can we help them? Even how can we approach them in a way that is helpful? Because you can care a lot about somebody, but go with them the wrong way. You may send them deeper into their trauma, even though that's not what you mean to do. So we will be posting and uh, sending out information so that you can have that. Okay, so let's remember this. If you are concerned about somebody um, they seem to be having mental health challenges or and someone you do love, there are resources, just like we're talking about that there are, um, and people, frankly, who are willing to help no matter what your situation is. The second point is talking about mental health, helps people promote acceptance and encourage people to seek help. And that's part of our goal um, this week, because there is help and we can't give you medical advice or anything like that, but we can direct you to relevant resources. And third, Whether we share resources, encourage others to seek help, or simply are there to for someone um, when they need it, we still we, what we're doing is we're in, we're putting into them our hope and then that helps them to have hope and to seek the help that they need so that they can work on the problems that they have. So a key often for us is to be very directed in reaching out. You'd be surprised what happens if you just make a phone call to just say hello. Or if you do something a little special for them, I notice that a lot of our chapters, they celebrate birthdays and do all things like that each chapter meeting. And you'd be surprised how excited some people get that the group is wishing them a happy birthday. So you can see there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but there's good stuff that's happening even now so that we can spread acceptance and support to those we love, particularly when they are experiencing a mental health challenge. So that's my end. (laughs) And certainly thank you for coming. We want to invite you to the next, um, there are five weeks in May, so you're going to be seeing some exciting and fun. We're going to do some unique things. Um, What I would like to tell you about something that I think is unique, but I think you're going to enjoy, Uh, we are going to have the first ever ACB Laugh-In. Okay, because humor is important in mental health, and we're gonna have some fun with that. And I think you'll enjoy that as you will many other things. Again, thank you for coming. Thank you, Sheila, right? And we had Belle here too, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and anybody else on the team? Nope, just I don't just, want to leave anybody. Just <laughs> me and Belle. Our... <laughs> just me <laughs> and Belle. I like the here. sound of that. <laughs>
11: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you all for such a, a good, um, good call. Oh, thank you. And come again. Thanks,
2: everybody.